Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's May 10th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the big four met with President Biden on the debt limit. What now? Number two, the Pentagon is slamming Senator Tommy Tuberville for his holds on military personnel. And number three, Speaker Kevin McCarthy backs George Santos despite an indictment. All right, Jake, a lot is happening here this week in Washington. Uh, But the biggest story we are covering is the fact of what is next in the ongoing negotiations between the big four and President Joe Biden when it comes to the debt limit. It's a mess. Um, And I'm not suggesting, Anna, um, that it won't become not a mess. But at this moment, um, nothing happened in the talks yesterday that were productive besides the fact that the staff will meet um, and the members will meet uh, going uh, on Friday, the big four and um, the president. Now, uh, a senior Republican aide said yesterday's meeting was largely a waste of time, said that to me. Um, uh, We don't have that in the newsletter. Maybe we should put it in. Um, But I, I... I here's the problem. Republicans and Democrats don't even know what they're talking about going into these talks for the next couple of days. Like Republicans think they're talking about a debt limit deal. Democrats think they're talking about a spending deal that rides different from the debt limit. Now, there are ways to square that circle. They could decide they want to do a debt limit deal. They could decide they're going to pass a spending deal, have that signed into law by by Obama, by Biden. God, I'm talking about the debt limit, and I'm thinking back to Obama, which who also also had debt limit issues. Um, And you know, I I I I struggle to see sitting here today, and I'm not saying this won't happen, but what will break this logjam? I mean yesterday they just hurled insults back at each other. They McCarthy called the president, uh, said the president was lying about his proposal. Uh, Democrats are still pushing for uh, uh, a clean debt limit. Uh, You know, I, I don't know, Anna, I June 1st is coming really, really soon. It's May 10th. June 1st is really soon. Think of it this way. I asked, I talked to McCarthy yesterday a number of times. Um, he said, to, I asked him before the meeting, I said, when do you think you need a deal in principle before you, you know, to make the June 1st deadline? He said early next week, or he said next week. But I think my question was predicated on, does it need to be early next week or what? But I, I would say, you know, if you look at the calendar, Anna, which I'm going to do right now, <laughs> um, you know, if you get a deal next week, um, the Senate needs a week to process it. The House needs a, a roughly a week to process it. There are, after this week, two and a half weeks until June 1. I mean, I, I it's just, it's and, and everybody at this point is ruling out a short-term deal. Now, they could all reverse, but if McCarthy were to move a short-term deal, he would need a policy concession from Biden, period, the end. Um so that's where we are. That's where we are, Anna. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's always dire before things come together. I just, you know, I, I feel like, it, 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 did they come out of a uh, yesterday with any kind of significant movement? To your point, 
no, but it was the, the first step in what is going to be a process, right? I think the big question to your point is when will they get on the same page about what they're even negotiating? It's clearly, the speaker wanted to come and have a pretty sh- strong, forceful kind of position, uh, which helps him with his uh, House Republicans and kind of his own membership issues that he's going to have to deal with when they get to some kind of a point where they could actually, you know, start talking about the details. Um, but I think your point's well taken that it is a, a very quickly time is winding here uh, down and they're going to have to come together, whether it's on the staff level at first and then, you know, we'll see what happens on Friday with another meeting. But Continuing to meet is a good sign. It is a sign that they're not just ignoring the fact that, like, you know, this this deadline is coming and they're going to have to figure figure something out. But he, he, here was the thing that I that alarmed me. Um, once I talk, once we heard that the staff would be meeting, I kind of started asking people or who would be involved or in the know, um, people on both sides of the of the aisle in the leadership and around the leadership, what the 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 contours for these conversations are because when you're talking about, you could talk, there's a million things they could be talking about. Um, There were no clear contours. Like Republicans think they're working off of their bill. (laughs) Democrats think they're talking about a spending deal. Um, That in and of itself is, is not great. Um, You know, I, I, I I don't know what to say. And it's very, it's going to be a very, very difficult two weeks if they want a deal here. And, uh, you know, it's just it's it's alarming. It's alarming. It's it's going to be it's going to be white knuckle from now until they get this passed. Uh, again, there's there is a you know, McCarthy said we've wanted to meet for the last 97 days. I get that. Biden says he wants a clean debt limit. I get that. Schumer says debt limits need to be bipartisan, so we can't hike a clean debt ceiling. I get that. All of those are true. The crazy thing is we've known about these positions now for for a very long time. I mean, McCarthy told me in October, I mean, we're talking about seven months ago, that he was not going to lift a clean debt ceiling if he was the speaker. I mean, this is not, this is none of this is a surprise. And again, just because this usually gets worked out does not mean it will get worked out this time. It just doesn't. You know, I I, I think you can't emphasize that enough. I'm not trying to say that we're going to default. What I am trying to say is that this is a different type of situation this time around. Well, we will be covering and we have a lot more in the morning newsletter about the contours of what all of the different negotiators want. So I encourage you to check that out. Let's go on to the number two story of the morning. We've got some news this morning. Jake, Senator Tommy Tupperville, the Republican from Alabama and his holds on senior military promotions are causing, quote unquote, self-inflicted harm to U.S. national security. That's according to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. He has a letter uh, that he sent to Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, that we obtained in Austin for the first time, went into detail about how these holds on general and flag officers in protest of the Defense Department's abortion policy are impacting the Pentagon. Talk about another uh, kind of situation where both sides seem very stuck uh, in terms of the Defense uh, Department, certainly not looking to change its uh, policies when it comes to uh, abortion and Tuberville isn't walking it back. No, uh, Tuberville has been pretty firm here. The news, the new, the big news here, as you indicated, is that Lloyd Austin is now suggesting, now laying out 
just all of the impacts of, of Tuberville's p- position. I mean, the Republicans and Democrats have not been able, willing, or whatever to get Tuberville off of this blockade. Um, uh, Elizabeth Warren tried to break it on the floor. Tuber- Tuberville said no. Remember, if 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 um, Schumer wanted to break this blockade, he could. He could. It's just very difficult. It would take well, him just take weeks. a lot of floor time that yeah, they don't it have. Ta- it would. It, well, they have it. They just don't want to spend it, right? They they could do this. It would just dominate the Senate floor for weeks. Um, but uh, they again, they have to try to find some accommodation for Tuberville here. But he doesn't seem willing to. He doesn't seem open to any accommodation besides just the cancellation of this policy, which the Pentagon has not signaled that they're interested in doing. So um, this is serious. I mean, there's a lot of military personnel who are who are being uh, stalled because of this. So, you know, that's that's a big deal. All right, let's go to the number three story of the morning. Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he has no plans to push and battle Representative George Santos out of Congress despite the Long Island Republican facing indictment on federal criminal charges in New York. Federal prosecutors in the Eastern District of New York indicted Santos Tuesday, and those charges remain under seal, but federal investigators have been looking into a litany of potential campaign finance violations by the freshman lawmaker, but neither McCarthy or Democrats at this point seem uh, like they're going to make any move to try to force him out at this point. Yeah, I mean, the the never-ending saga of George Santos, Anna. Um one of the most interesting stories we've covered on Capitol Hill, I would say. I mean, I, I almost speechless about what about about Mr. Santos, uh, who has been um, accused of and with plenty of evidence of fabricating large chunks of his of his personal background. Now we don't know what the charges are. He's going to be, uh, according to CNN, he's going to be appearing in court today, Wednesday, in the Eastern District of New York. Um, uh, he he was seen in the Capitol. At some point yesterday, I was outside of McCarthy's office for much of the day. I did not see him. Um, doesn't mean he wasn't there. I, I would assume he's on his way back to New York where he'll, where he'll have to have to appear in court. Now, McCarthy, there was pretty, there's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of history of members, unfortunately, serving under indictment. Bob Menendez, indicted for bribery, served under indictment, was acquitted, and is now the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. So everyone indicted out there, keep hope. You too could share an important committee based that that deals with U.S. foreign policy. Um, and number two, I mean, listen, Jim Traficant, who was eventually expelled by the House, served under indictment. Um, uh, Jeff Fortenberry, most recently Republican of Nebraska, served under indictment until he was uh, convicted. Then he got pushed out. Um, so. Uh, you know, I don't think McCar- McCarthy said it. He's not going to push Santos out. He thinks this is his standard. You know, I listen. Of course, he has a small majority. McCarthy said one. He doesn't want to push anyone out. But anyway, um, that's what we we're facing. I am, for one, um, very interested. Let's put it that way in seeing the uh, the charges. Very interested. And it will be covered uh, very in depth. Uh, that is for sure. A couple other things uh, we don't have time to get into, but you should read in this morning's newsletter. We have an item on Republicans moving forward on immigration and a border security package. Some of the hiccups there on the Republican side as Democrats are not planning to uh, support that package in the House. Uh, another great uh, kind of item with John uh, and Max on McCall's 
signaling action on Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, with a contempt resolution next week. We have been covering every twist and turn there. And also just want to note, uh, we're super excited, Jake. We have the launch of The Vault. Uh, this is our new financial services quarterly newsletter. Could not come at a more uh, important time in terms of translating Washington to Wall Street. That is going to be out this morning. Uh, it is anchored by financial services reporter Brendan Peterson. Really indispensable of the moment financial services coverage and also includes a big interview with J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon. So look for that in your inboxes later this morning. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it on social. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.